This is Jose Arreda with the O3XX series. Today's special guest is one of our brothers, Brian Laney. A little bit about Brian. Brian spent six years in the United States Marine Corps, serving as a rifleman with 2nd Battalion 8th Marines Fox Company between 2007 and 2011. Brian deployed forward to Al Ramadi, Iraq in 2007, and then to Southern Helmand, Afghanistan in 2009. After his honorable service, Brian entered college and graduated with a Bachelor of Arts of Science and History Education, and then a Bachelor of Arts in History in 2017. Brian has been teaching for five years and is now entering his seventh season as a football coach. Brian has been supported and loved by his wife Christy for 13 years, and his two beautiful children, Zayden and Zoe. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Semper Fidelis. Yeah, we can. We we need to try to behave on this one because your play, your players are probably gonna listen to it. Some of them, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if I I'm, share, I'm, I'm, Jose, Jose always behaves. It's me that gets out of line sometimes. So. But uh, how you been doing, Brian Laney, coach, aka Coach? Should we just call you Coach? Oh man, uh, you know we just uh, we just moved to Farmville. That's right. Uh, older, right. Where's that? Older house in, uh, you know where Greenville is? Yeah. About 15 minutes from Greenville. South of Greenville? Uh, Come on. West. Coach. West of Greenville. <laughs> West. Right. West of Greenville. I'm closer. Dude, I'm like 45 minutes from Raleigh. That's, dude, that's where you. a hot, hot, hot dog lives in Greenville. Yeah. Hot, yeah, he does. Um, he won't answer I think me we anymore. Tr- yeah. yeah. I, we tried to call him when we went up to Indiana. That's Jesus, uh, I got a bad brain. Did so, we really? Uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't answer. So, um, yeah, we moved out here, sold our house in Pamlico. That was a nightmare. Those people were uh, terrible. I've had the worst. I've sold two houses now, and I've had the worst experience with both of them. Uh, nice. My realtor was awesome, but like the people, uh, the offer was we could stay there, you know while our house was finished getting built and then all of a sudden as it got closer to closing our house wasn't done and they're like oh well we're, we're staying in an airbnb so you got to pay us six hundred dollars uh for the four days that you're going to be in our house so we wrote them cut them a check they didn't cash it like 48 days went by 
canceled the check. They tried to cash it on the 49th day. And they're like, oh, the check bounced. Well, no shit. <laughs> so whatever. That's done and over with. We're still trying to get settled here. Um, but I like it out here, man. Uh, a yeah. lot more stuff to do. Uh, Farmville is a really nice, nice small town. I'm 45 minutes from Raleigh. So uh, Kane's tickets, season tickets are going to be in the works probably next year. Um, yeah, that's cool. I like going out there for that. And <laughs> ECU is 15 minutes away. And uh, because I'm part of the North Carolina Coaches Association, uh, I can go to any North Carolina public university game for free. Isn't that so. like, I mean, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but like, isn't ECU like a bad school? Like a Look, bad school? I graduated there. <laughs> oh, you went there? Oh, that's, yeah. So it's a, <laughs> uh, I graduated from there. But no, it's, it's not. Chris Johnson went there, man. One of the best running backs ever. That doesn't mean it's not a bad school. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure it's a good school. I'm just saying that <laughs> it's a party school. Or that's what I've heard anyway. Hey, it's a Division One school, and they play they play NC State and Temple and yeah. all those other schools. So it's cool because I can go for free. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, so what are you? Are you? So you're at high, you're at a high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. uh, I teach. I'm teaching uh, this year. I'm teaching civics. American and uh, world history. That's what's up. World, yeah, uh, my second semester is going to suck because I have three different classes. Um, so three different plannings, which mm. is a nightmare. But, you know, I, I pretty much do whatever's thrown at me without complaining. Yeah, and that's in the middle. That's Is that that's in the middle of football season too? Uh, no, the first semester. Um, first semester is? Yeah. Yeah, in the fall. I, I should be we're 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 going to the playoffs this year. We went oh, two yeah? and yeah, we went two and eight last year. Um, you got some good guys on the on the squad. So the the program really wasn't a program. And then uh Coach Cook, our head coach, uh I coached with him at Pamlico. He okay. left, uh and then I left. I came here with him. Um and he's he's doing real good things building the program, but we have we have 60 guys. Uh, we have a JV team for the first time in like eight, nine years, something like that. Wow. Um, so, so that's already, that's already huge. Uh, so I, I'm pretty confident. And you're uh, going I, to the playoffs. You're just oh, throwing it out there. Like, well, yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going <laughs> to go to the playoffs at least. Um, maybe not win a state championship yet, but definitely playoffs. I'm calling it. You got to be all in. You can't be like, we're going to get there. Oh, yeah. Win. Like, if you're there, you got to win. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, That's cool, man. So, I'm excited about that. I uh, I un I used to have my Instagram uh, was locked, and I didn't let anybody follow me. So, I didn't know. But I unlocked it, changed my name up there, and I start sharing. I share football stuff all the time now. So, yeah. That uh, I shared a video yesterday of one of our freshmen making a tackle on it. It was, uh, it was pretty good stuff. Do, do they the, have uh, media forms, like waivers? Uh, so I think that they they sign one, like, through the school, generalization. Um, 
but I, I don't know that it, it, all the kids that we post up there are on Instagram anyway. So like we tag them in the videos and they, they usually go through like our, uh, our football page, the Jag swag football or whatever it is, um, up there. So, uh, that was, that was not a plug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh we we do a lot of stuff like that and then uh we actually tell our players because uh recruiting for colleges is huge on twitter uh so we actually tell them hey as a freshman go make a twitter on your twitter profile you know put your name uh positions that you play your gpa um, and then highlights don't put anything stupid like you know don't go up there and smoke a blunt or you know throw up gang signs or anything we, we've, we've had kids that did that on their instagram I'm like yeah. you know that's there forever guys like coaches are gonna see you and there's you, know, you don't want to ruin your career i mean down the line over some you know something stupid yeah. remember that football player uh right before the draft a couple of years ago the, the video of him, uh, he was supposed to, he was rejected to go first round and a video of him oh, uh, smoking, I yeah, smoking yeah. out of a gas mask. Yeah, drop. I think I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and his draft stock went, Woo. Yeah, what's like, crazy man. is like people think, oh, I can just delete it. But like now you can <laughs> yeah. screen record and you know what I mean? Once it's posted, real. Up, somebody's got right. it and you ain't never getting it back. Oh, and I yeah, think dude. Snapchat is uh, is is gone once it's gone. But yeah, so no, I mean, checks and balances. You know, teaching them, teaching them that kind of stuff. Coaching is not just you know, hey, you got to run this play. This is where you got to stand. I mean, it's getting no, like you were saying, man. You got <laughs> you got you got guys calling you to come help them. You know, and yeah. that's that's awesome. I mean, that's I I, I have uh. One one guy, I, I won't say kid anymore. He's twenty. He'll be twenty two this year. But uh, him and I, we've become pretty good friends. Um, he at first he didn't like me as a sophomore when I when I came in and was coaching him. That so was pretty. I mean, I'm hard on on the kids because if I'm not, it's gonna it's gonna be harder as they get out of high school. Um, and he realized it as he was graduating. He he realized it. So like me and him have a pretty good relationship. We'll we'll go um, hang out or whatever, um, and it, it's like that. That to me, I think, is the the most rewarding thing. Uh, not winning games, going to the playoffs. Uh, you know, at Pamlico, we went to a state championship, lost, but it was still a cool experience. But I would I would trade all that for for those relationships after. So no, for sure, and. It, it, you know, I may have, I may have pushed two or three into the military. Uh, cause it's like, yo, that's the only freaking thing you got, got going for you. Uh, take my, my advice. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, just don't this, dude be, like, just... this dude was a recruiter <laughs> for the white year, 2022, 2021. <laughs> like unofficial I had, uh, recruiter. <laughs> uh, I, they say, I all the recruiters in the area, I have their phone numbers. Um, I bring in, uh, I try to do it each semester. So I get new kids because I have uh, my American history class is juniors. Um, so I'll bring the recruiter in, talk to them just 
just to open their eyes. You know, I'm not like you need to go to the military, but just be like, hey, you. you guys just don't be grunts, don't go infantry because you hate your life. <laughs> so. Well, dude, the, the, the National Guard packages are, are pretty wild. They're like, dude, 50 Gs to go into a some type of cyber component. I'm just like oh I have a football player right now that uh he came over to me and he's like, Coach Laney, I, I'm joining the Navy. I'm gonna be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I looked at him, I said, Man, you got a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all y'all got uh, access to a pool? Does he have uh, access to a pool? There's a there's a pool in Farmville, but it's part of the country club. Um, I may or may not be a member of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, I asked him if he was a good swimmer, and he said he's all right. I said, well, all right's probably not going to cut it. I said, uh, I wasn't a bad swimmer, but I was also a swim qual four in the Marine Corps. So, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm like, maybe you should talk to the Air Force, the Navy, see the other jobs, see what bonuses are out there. Don't don't get hooked just on being a Navy SEAL because you like saw it in a movie or something. I'd be I'll curious, and I, I'm I'm sure that's probably an easy stat to look up, but I'd be curious to know like how many guys that go in like with a SEAL contract or, or however they work it out with their recruiting, where like they're guaranteed to go. Like how many of them dropped? Well, out? wasn't like when we were coming in, you could go in with a recon contract, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, but but you had to pass the indoc at, at, at SOI. SOI, yeah. And, uh, and I know, I know when I was at SOI, uh, recon came around. Yeah, but like, then they anyone could take the indoc though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You didn't have to have the the whatever the designation to take it. I mean. I know, I think like three guys went and did the indoc when I was in SOI, and uh, one of them passed the indoc. So. Right. I was just too young to even understand what that even was. Because yeah. I remember coming, like, they came in, like, on the West Coast to uh, a staff, staff NCO, two and a half staff NCOs came in, like, little reg haircuts, just leaves all the way down here, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't realize how, you didn't realize how cool that was at the time. You're like, yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. just look like, yeah, and they were like, like, surf bros, like, yeah, guys can come out try out, you know. It's like, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you know, I came in uh, with with that security forces contract, and mm-hmm. no one had really truly fully explained it to me. Like, yeah. hey, it's going to be two years of the security forces stuff, and then the three years remaining, you're going to be. Uh, infantry so like <laughs> when i went to soi because you go to soi and then bsg uh you know everybody's splitting off going 51s 31s 41s so 52s whatever and us security force guys in the east coast we weren't allowed to do any of that so like no you can't do it because you got it you're an 11 yeah and then you're gonna go off to bsg but i guess on the west coast they were letting guys go 31s, 41s, 51s, even though oh, they were letting them get that MOS. Yeah, they were they were letting you letting you do it. Oh wow. I I was like, I mean, I sucked at math, so I wasn't I wasn't probably gonna be anything but an 11. But, 
Dude, I remember. <laughs> so like, I remember doing that and I just thought, you know, the explosives were cool and everything. Like I'm a pyro. So I, but I still didn't know what it was. Of course, you yeah. know what a machine gunner it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, that's that stuff's probably too heavy to want to carry around all the time. Anyway, <laughs> but I remember at the end of it, like when they were asking the 11s who wanted to be LAR and everybody oh, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. and everybody was all excited about, you know, they gas it up and they're like, uh -huh. yeah, you get you get to ride around in vehicles and stuff. And like all these dudes are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, not hating on them, but yeah, yeah right. Then they found out. Do you Dude, remember, recruiter, get... my recruiter told me never to volunteer for anything. Yeah. You'll, you'll get, you'll get carbon monoxide poisoning every day. You know, <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So then, you know, then you go to BSG and they give you this other MOS and it's like, all right. So I have two MOSs. Cool. And then, what, what uh, was that? What's it? What was it? 81. 8152 uh basic security guard was the actual that's what it uh, is it's an actual yeah yeah. Wow. yeah and it's a it's a b billet so i didn't even know like any of that so like iraq i was talking uh i was talking to the career retentionist about you know uh re-enlisting eventually and i was like well you know there's things i want to do like i want to go msg i want to do this or that and he's like well you can't because you already you already did your b billet <laughs> <laughs> so like, wait like, is that why is that why security forces dudes all pick up e4 like super quick because of the mos or what uh you know i think it is but i didn't right i did well, I, but I, I i also i also left uh because i was in washington and i was like this place fucking sucks uh what, please get me out of here you were a trouble boy so i uh i went through bsg and because I didn't get in trouble, like growing up and I get arrested, I mean, I got speeding tickets, but they split you up. So you had the guys that could go fast uh, and you had PRP, personal responsibility program. Uh, so those were the guys that went to like Kings Bay and then Banger. And then they had I and I, and basically to go I and I, you had to be clean everywhere. Um, I think you even had to have like a perfect credit score for that because that was in DC and as you know, a child. Doing... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, do you, how does that, anyone have any credit? Bro, you're like 18 bro, years old. Score, that credit score thing was like a big deal. Really? Um, uh, so they can buy you like out. even, yeah, even, even going Intel, uh, they check your credit score because you can get bought out. So like, wow. I got to, uh, I got the BSG, go through it, and they're like, oh, you're going. They asked you for your wish list, and I was like, oh, well, here's my wish list. Rota, Spain. Uh, <laughs> freaking, uh, and then I was like, fast company in Virginia, and then my bottom one was, uh, I think, Bahrain. And they're like, you suck. You're going to Washington because you're, you're a good guy. So Damn. basically, and then you get there, and they're like, you can't take ibuprofen uh with without what? notifying yeah dude it's like because you're did you're you there. have like a ts did you get it like a top no secret? it was it was just a, it was just a secret some guys did though uh depending on like where you were at on the base um because you know banger is a nuclear submarine base just like kings bay um 
you know, they're, you're guarding whatever they have there. Uh, you couldn't even like take a picture of the map of the, of the base, but yet you can go on Google uh, Earth and see the whole main limited area if you know what you're looking for. So I got there and it just sucked. Like uh, the Navy did it with the Marine Corps uh, and it was just a company when, when I got there. And they let women in there and it was like high school. Oh, like yeah. who's dating this chick and who's oh yeah. Who did she cheat with? <laughs> Bro, we were having briefs. <laughs> we were having briefs because uh <laughs> the the CEO of the company like would walk up and do uh checks on post in main limited area and like walk up on uh oh man on dudes getting head and shit. On some <laughs> like, on some you can't I mean, do that. <laughs> I honestly feel like you guys, like security force guys, probably got screwed like so hard because like you're having to do all this stuff that doesn't even sound like the Marine Corps, right? Oh, it sucks. And then you get to the fleet and like everybody's just hates you for a while. You know well, what I mean? Like so all the guys the, that are there, they're just like the best guy. <laughs> the best advice I got. So I was I was there. I hated it immediately, and I, I went up, and I was like, look, I don't want to be here. This is not what I want to do. Send me to the infantry. So I requested orders out. Oh. It took – so that was like month six I requested orders. Uh, by month 11, they, I, was, I was with 2-8. So uh, best no, advice, so though. <laughs> best advice. Dude <laughs> came up, uh, just got there. He was – this was his second time doing uh, security forces. So he went, came security forces initially, went infantry, re-enlisted back to security forces. Uh, oh, wow. He's like, look, he said, when you get there, he said, don't act like you freaking know everything. He said, uh, you're, you're boot to those guys. Like, just go and listen. And that was the best advice I got. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't come in and act like I was some senior guy. I had been in like a year and a half longer than you guys, right? Uh, by the time when, because we were at the same drop essentially. Wait, so, what year did you go in? Uh, get to the fleet? Oh uh, seven. It was May oh seven. Was when I dropped to two eight. I joined uh, December of oh five. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's almost two years there. So um, that's what I did. I just didn't talk outside my mouth. (laughs) And that's a real, I mean, I'm sure that's pretty common everywhere, though, because I think the real issue comes when you have a security force guy show up that's an E4, and then you Mm -hmm. have a senior Lance Corporal that's already been on a pump or, you know, or two, and then they take their team over and then they end up being yeah. a squad leader. And this guy's got no time down range, you know? Well, we, I mean, we saw it, uh, we saw it with guys coming in. Right. And, you know, it was always the ones that came in and thought they, they knew everything, the inner workings. Those were the guys that were complete tool bags and yeah, everybody and I, hated dude- and honestly, I didn't like, yeah, probably there initially, but like all the security force dudes, like I, I ended up being like homies with, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, everybody was cool. I think it's just yeah. that initial phase where like people are like bowing their chest up. Like you're not taking my, you don't know nothing, dude. You know? And it's <laughs> like, Oh yeah. I was pretty lucky. Of... We had, 
Shrek and, and Sanders. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is it? I got uh, pretty lucky. Shrek and Sanders came uh, to uh, was it first of the team? Second bro, half of Fox. Sheets was Sheets was good to go. You know what I mean? Sheets was good if to go you, with you. you. What's up? You think back to it, like half a Fox company we were scared. <laughs> Man, don't say that. Uh, I don't want to believe that. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Lacey, me. Yeah. That's right. Sheets. <laughs> yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't Dan Clip uh, security? Cliff, yep. Yeah, pal. Because Cliff, I think Cliff was Cliff was with me because me and Cliff went. Oh, was he to boot camp together? Yeah, uh, I think we went to boot camp together. He was in a different company, maybe. Um, we went to SOI together, and then we went to BSG together. Uh, yeah. That dude's still getting after it, man. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that, it is. You know, seeing the guys that are still in, I, I say it, I joke around about it sometimes. Like, man, if I would just stayed in, I'd be like four years from retirement. Three years, I think. Oh, three years You're- from retirement. I hate that mentality, Brian. <laughs> I hate that. When, man, if I would have stayed in, man. I'd be getting that check. Well, you didn't. You didn't do it. I did it. You're right. I did it. I did it. You'd be putting that check three, to TRT because you have no testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> how did, so how, was, you, how was your health, man? I know you had COVID bad. So, I mean, I, I feel, I feel a lot better um are your lungs damaged i think so like i i'll uh i'll try to do stuff and i get winded pretty quick right um but now it's just trying to i had that shoulder surgery last year i still feel that like i'll try to throw a football at football practice and i realize that i can no longer do this oh you had did you had that when when we were there at on base right yeah yeah i had a splint or something i just had it um like a month before i had it at the end of april right um that shit still hurts um uh, i'm never a uh, doctor told me i won't be able to bench uh anymore i won't probably won't be able to do like actual push-ups anymore which you know kind of sucks but yeah. you guys got, you got some got strong, to... you got some strong strong kids in the gym yeah man uh they, they can put up some weight yeah, we uh, we finally have the program going where uh, kids that play football are in the weight room during school, yeah. Um, yeah. and kids that aren't are lifting weights uh, after school, like either before practice or after practice. Um, yeah, that, that was weird. Like when I was in high school, we had I I took weight training every year mm-hmm. of, of my high school. Like we had weight training. That was you could either do PE or whatever, which was like playing basketball every day for an hour or you could yeah. be in the weight room and i was surprised they didn't have like that wasn't mandatory for the for the football guys or any yeah. of the sports teams and like they, they did know, it after school and it's it's something that like uh coach cook has really pushed uh to get those guys in the weight room and you can see it man you can go look at teams that win the state championship you're you're on the western part of the state uh when we played murphy uh, in the right. state championship in, in 2018, those dudes were huge. They were built. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, on, aside from the fact that their smallest lineman was 6'3", like okay. two, <laughs> 260. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Bro, they, they were 
I, I yeah, they're getting they, double rats in the chow hall line, or you know, in the lunch room. Feeding the kids in the western part of the state. They're putting some additives. First question. <laughs> put some additives in that on that slice of pizza they're getting. Our biggest kid was was six six three two fifty, and their biggest was six five three hundred pounds. Oh my as god! A, as, a, as a junior in high school, that's right. awesome. But. I mean, you know, you can find find those guys. But our high school is uh, really good at basketball, like really, really good at basketball. Um, kid graduated two years ago playing at NC State, led led the ACC in uh, three-pointers as a freshman, nice. uh, declared for the draft and then decided he was going back. I think it was the, up his draft stock. But uh, they've won like – five state championships in seven years for basketball. Well, they lost last year, but they lost to a team that was uh, in the weight room. So, I mean, that's, that's where you can really see it. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure too, for kids, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm not involved in the school system, but like, and I never really played sports through high school or, or middle school. I was always, you know, the punk kid doing the punk kid stuff skateboard and bmx you know band music stuff like cool band not school band man um <laughs> just kidding <laughs> nothing wrong with school band <laughs> nothing wrong with school band guys any guys out there listening uh <laughs> but i mean i feel my point was my point was like you know i think being in a program like that any of those programs you know any of those sports is probably better for for kids you know it has mm -hmm. to be right i mean for their mental health and everything it's you know we talk about purpose and everything all the time i just feel like if you don't have something like that going on that you enjoy doing during school because nobody likes yeah. school, man let's no, be honest no, some some kids do but they're weird right so <laughs> just just playing man like school do good you'll know, get your places but i mean the kids that aren't doing anything like that i feel like they're probably more likely to succumb to all this crazy you know social media stuff i'm not saying it can't happen to the guys on the team bro covid covid did a number on mental health for students man right uh, yeah it, jose's talked uh, about that it was it was insane i i couldn't have, like you you're working with middle school kids and I can only imagine my son is in middle school. Both. So I mean, middle yeah. school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're high school. high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I definitely, I definitely try to push kids to do something, be yeah. part of some, some group, whether it's football, baseball, track, do something while you're in yeah. school, because otherwise you're just walking the halls and getting your grades. I mean, socialize, yeah. use it. No, nah, yeah, you're more likely to get sucked into some trap. I feel like if you don't got, if you don't have that excuse to be like, no, nah, man, I can't, you know, get into that nonsense. I got, you know, I got to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like wearing my jersey on Thursdays or Fridays before the game. I mean, to I clap. think back. Do they like, still let them do that? They still let them wear their uh, jersey? So, so we actually, on game days, uh, you come shirt and tie. Oh, wow. Yeah, even even the coaches, even the coaches wear shirt and tie. I uh, this year we're gonna do it a little different because uh, <clears throat> they're gonna lift throughout the season. So if we have a home game, they're gonna lift. Uh, so on our home games, they don't have to wear a shirt and tie to school because gotcha. they're gonna lift during school. <clears throat> so, well, you're making them work out before the game, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bo- boxers do that before the yeah. they warmed up, bro. Well, yeah. Warmed up, but you ain't doing PRs. It's not doing. No, they're not doing that. <laughs> oh, they're just doing a light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting loose. <clears throat> I got you. I got you. So, so this year, <laughs> so that works. I mean, it's keeping strength up. You like, I know my coaches uh, in high school. We stopped lifting like during baseball season. My coach is like, it's probably going to ruin your your swing or this or that. Mm. And then, and then as I got older, I was like, no, I should have lifted throughout the entire season. Because yeah. uh, you have four or five months where you're not. Yeah, look not at Mike. Weights. Look, look at Mike Trout, dude. The guy's a jack house, and he's Man. just. Yeah. He can he, he can do it all. I mean, he's also super gifted. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, look, I still know there's dudes out there that just look at weights and they get bigger. Uh, they don't even have to do anything. Right. Yeah. And they're just, just that that natural. Yeah, growth yeah. hormone I, situation. I hate, them. I hate them, but yeah, they, they can do that. I can't, can't. <laughs> but uh, it, man, uh, it is uh, it is a struggle. I, I feel like dealing with you know, kids are ever evolving, they're very different than, than we were as kids. Um, phones like are the down i think they are the downfall of humanity you got kids sitting next to each other and instead of them talking to each other they'll uh they'll text or they'll they'll call and it's like dude open your mouth like yeah. they're sitting right next to you you don't know how to write a note you don't know how to communicate outside of snapchat like talk talk yeah. that and reading man yeah, yeah, reading. Dude, the reading comprehension levels for some of these kids. You got high school students that are reading at a third grade level. It's yeah. just like, yeah, this, mm. this is the future, man. <clears throat> so I, I kind of, I kind of read some stuff, you know, as I was having, uh, as Zoe was getting ready to be be born, um, and it was like parents that read to their kids those kids have a better understanding and have a better reading comprehension than parents who are absent or or aren't reading to their kids like well, yeah, my son's it you know because I mean, let's go ahead i mean cut you, cut you oh off. no so like zayden when he was younger we would go to like the zoo you know and you know how they have the plaques of you know, this animal and all this stuff, scientific names and stuff. I'd be like, Zayden, read that to me, man. I don't know what it says. So I'd have him read these words. Yeah. He don't know what they mean, but he's figuring it out. Yeah. And I mean, he's so freaking intelligent, but he doesn't want to do anything else outside of that. Like he's uh, ADHD and uh, ODD. So he, uh, someone of authority tells him to do something. He's going to do the exact opposite, just to. Oh, he's it. got opposition to find this order. Mm-hmm. It's oh. uh, it's rough. We we took him out last year and homeschooled him, and he's going to get homeschooled again this year because getting a phone call every thirty minutes. Yeah, you got to come pick up your kid because he just told the teacher to fuck off. Was he? Yeah. Was he? Have, was he have Tourette's? No, man. He's uh. ADHD. 
Oh, I got you. Uh, and, just... and then that that oppositional defiance disorder, uh, we had him tested, uh, see if he was like Asperger's. Um, right. It, those tests came up inconclusive, but that's the whole spectrum anyway. So, I mean, I, I think ADHD sits on that autism spectrum. But so if, how are those teachers talking to him though? You know, poke, 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 poke. Mm. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we sat through IEP meetings. We sat through behavior intervention plans and he got to that middle school and it was like the assistant principal just poked and poked. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't work for the school district. So I let my mouth fly because before I was, I was reserved because I worked for the school district while, while he was there. So like I watched what I said, I, I, tiptoed around things and last year i just let it go because like he got to the school and he was like i think i want to wrestle like awesome because you didn't want to do sports before i absolutely so we were in one of his meetings and i had mentioned that and the principal right off the bat dude said uh no he can't wrestle his behavior and i said well i said this is something that you could use as you know a uh, a deterrent a a reward for him to to be doing better in school because if he he isn't then he can't wrestle if he wants to wrestle then let him wrestle we're we're counting him out right now you know let him do something that's going to help him succeed in this building and middle schools are probably the the worst for it because they just you know push kids away i hate i hate giving labels to kids because like you know you'll get a teacher that's like oh well, he's a bad kid are you sure or you just develop that thought in your brain and now you're going to go around telling everybody that he's a bad kid so now everybody's going to automatically think he's a bad kid and now you're going to get them and and you have these feelings already because blah 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 told you that they were a bad kid they could be the best kid and and all they need is a little bit of guidance I mean, have I had some bad students? <laughs> yeah, I had a student who, uh, who who told me that he was going to beat my ass last year uh, because he was late to class. And I told him to go to choice. I just broke up a fight, and uh, he's on crutches. And I'm like, he got stepped on. So he got pissed off that he got stepped on. I was like, you were standing in the doorway of a classroom that you don't belong in. Just, like, go. Yeah. And uh, as – as he's walking down the hallway, he's telling me all this. And uh, I'm like, I laughed at him. I didn't like engage with the, I'm going to beat your ass thing. You know, cause he was like four foot nine on crutches. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I ended up getting him in my classroom and uh, it was, it was a nightmare, but it wasn't even, he had been allowed to do whatever he wanted mm -hmm. since he was a little kid. So like, hey, put your phone up. No, nah, man, fuck you. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm not gonna cuss at you. You're not gonna cuss at me. Uh, bye. See you later. And I yeah. mean, you get you get one or two of those a year, and there's there's really nothing for them. But then you have kids that somebody else might have labeled bad. Like uh, the guy I was talking about that I have a really good relationship with. If you, if you knew like 
his background, everyone would have thought like no different of him had he gotten out of high school and just started slanging drugs because that's all he knew. Uh, he graduated high school, got a welding uh, certification, making awesome money. He's an awesome guy. And, and I, I couldn't be more proud of him. I think I, I think I text him or you're like, yo man, just letting you know today, like I'm still proud of you. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you get, you get those kids too. And, and that's, that's like the most uh, gratification you can have. Uh, well, and that's and that's got to be weird too, right? Like, if you're a if you're an authority figure, especially in a school system, like you you have to be crazy to think that everybody's just gonna like you, right? Oh, like I I come I come in, man, and I'm like, you know, I don't need you to like me. I don't yeah. need the gratification for you to like me. I need you to learn the content that I'm giving you. I need you to learn how to be. Uh, teaching American history isn't just about, you know, knowing when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated or whatever. Right. It's understanding like how to be a better citizen, developing your own thought process, critically thinking about ideas and developing those. So when you get out into the real world, you know, you're not, you're not leaving your kid in the car because you think it's okay right. in a hundred degree heat. Right. You know, right. And I, yeah, you can you can be a contributor to society because you can develop your own, you know, ideas and thoughts and conclusions on things. I mean, I, I just think, especially like not talking about you, your teacher. Of course, you're gonna have students that don't like you, but that's any relationship. Oh, yeah. Like that's any any relationship in life, right? That's mm -hmm. like saying, oh, yeah. you have to like this person for this amount of time. Like, no. I don't have to like anybody. If they give me reasons to not like them, I won't, but I can still be around them and, and act, you know, professional or not, mm -hmm. you know, not say, you know, and I mean, I'm not talking about your son. He obviously has, if he's popping off like that, then, you know, there's, there's he something. Does it with me. Right? He does it with his mother. I mean, I mean, it's, it's literally anyone. And if yeah. he doesn't like you, he, he'll tell you to your face. Right. And, and that's not a bad trait, honestly. Right. Uh, and I tell them all the time, you don't have to like everybody, but you should, you should give respect if you want respect back, you know? Sure. Uh, but there's teachers that try way too hard for kids to like them. They want them to like that. They want them, right. you know, oh, I want them to come hang out in my classroom during lunch. No, I don't want you in my room during lunch. I want that 30 minutes to eat my food and decompress from seeing your faces you know <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but eventually they're they're gonna look back and be like oh man coach laney was right or oh man coach laney was an asshole mm -hmm. but what he said made sense and that's fine with me that's completely fine with me i i hold i have my expectations in my classroom and that's what i expect from you I don't expect mediocrity. I don't, I don't, I, I want you to come in. I want you to learn something. I want you to, to hold yourself accountable. And if you can't do that, then you're going to have problems in that. Yeah. I have, a, I have, I have a teacher. I think about all the time, dude, from high school. He was my, he was my math teacher. I had him for several years. He was a, uh, one of the basketball coaches and everything. I mean, I wasn't, he wasn't my coach, but 
this that dude probably like set an example for me in the school setting that I mean I still think about. And yeah, it, he was just a he was just a no nonsense type dude, super cool, chill dude to like talk to. You know what I mean? He he was approachable, and it impacted me. I know it did. I learned. I was able to learn math at it at a higher level. I mean, not. Mm-hmm. I was never good at like you know. I wasn't in trig and algebra, all the crazy stuff, but it was just like basic life math. Right. Yeah. And geometry and stuff like that. But, um, it obviously it helped me in my military career. Cause I went 51, did the demo stuff, which is a ton of math. Like it's just a ton of calculations and stuff like that mm-hmm. was great at it. You know what I mean? And that's toot my own horn, but I, I, I was really good at that part of it. And it's because of him. It's because I was able to learn that stuff from him because of the way he taught and the person he was yeah. and every like he was just that kind of guy everybody everybody liked him you know just because yeah. of his his style of doing it and you need more of that i mean how are you going to get information to someone if they're already not willing to listen to you you know oh yeah and you know something that i, I think a lot of people like we all have we all have problems like all of us have different ways of hiding, hiding the nonsense or, you know, shielding people from it. But I think my most eye opening thing as a teacher, uh, it was my first full year teaching and we had just come back from Christmas break. So I'm talking to the kids like as they're leaving class and I'm like, uh, I had this one kid and I said, Hey man, how was, how was Christmas? And he looked at me. He's like, Mr. Laney, I, I don't, I'm not, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after class, if you really want to know. And uh, after class, I, everybody left and he came and talked to me. He's like, I'd help my mom. Uh, she overdosed twice on heroin in front of me. And I was like, you know, didn't know what to say. Cause one, I've never experienced that. <clears throat> I, I've never I don't even think I've, I've known anybody that's overdosed on drugs in front of me. <laughs> Definitely not in front of me. Right. Uh, so it, it really put some things in perspective. Like if that was me, I probably wouldn't have been in school. Like I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have dealt with that. Or, you know, uh, having a kid who's, whose parent is getting ready to go to prison for 12 years because they just got caught selling drugs or they murdered somebody i mean i use those examples because those are real examples yeah or uh i had a kid that uh that i had in class during summer break he uh he got shot shot and killed um like that stuff is is crazy and, and you know you don't expect it to to impact you but I mean, it, it does. And it, it makes you, I think it makes you open your eyes a little bit more to like, all right, well, they don't got a pencil. I'm not going to hound on them today. Now you come in and you tell me to fuck off. Then we're going to have a conversation. There's going to be a conversation before I toss you out. Right. Uh, so, you know, uh, and there's a lot of kids with, with a lot of baggage, man, a lot of baggage. And it's trying to like figure it out. And I know for me, um, high school, going to school, I, I hated school, but I loved going because it was my escape from the shit that was going on in my house. Uh, you know, 
So I attached myself to my football coach who happened to be a history teacher. Uh, and now here, here I am doing the same thing. So, I mean, it's like, I know what I, I'm doing. And I think that that's helped me, you know, last year sucked, man. Um, getting COVID, put my dog to sleep. Uh, and then, and then slow that, I don't know if I've actually fully mourned Swove, but if it wasn't for me getting up and going to school and seeing these kids, I, I don't know that I would have been able to handle all that, you know? Uh, and I tell, I tell some of them, man, like you guys, you guys help me almost as much as I'm helping you. Uh, Cause like uh, when we got back, from indiana i had a football game friday night so that's where i was and all my all my players were like coach laney you weren't here They're like they were trying to joke like oh you weren't here the last three days where you been you've been slacking and i i looked at the kid who called me last night uh to come help him i looked at him i was like and one of my like really good friends killed himself i was at his funeral he's like oh coach i didn't know uh i can't even believe that you're here right like oh man this is this is my this is my escape you know i'm not doing it just for you i'm doing it for me this is this is me this is what i need to do and i tell i tell a lot of guys um you know like talking to talking to guys that are struggling with ptsd and stuff i'm like find something that helps you that that takes your mind off of it uh that you're giving back. I think that the giving back portion of all of it is what really, really helps me. Uh, Jose, you, you, I mean, yeah, you yeah. Work with kids. Um, I, yeah, uh, I was, t- I, you know, I was, I was like, look, I, I'm already retired, man. Like I don't have to work, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to come out here and deal with this. So, I, so, this is what really bothers me. Going to some of these locations in like these rural parts and seeing the way some of these kids live. Oh, dude, dude, I can relate because of how I grew up, but it's like, like that's like it. I think coming back to Wilmington or like having to deal with, you know, the riffraff of, you know, the grind, people are tired. Just like, mm-hmm. so I understand that element. And it seems like, because I'm a re-engagement coordinator, I have to go track, locate missing students, students that are disengaged completely. I have to find them. And dude, some of their situations are, they're, they're bad. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I view that as more of, of giving back because I was, I was in a similar spot. You know, I was the only thing that I had really was my, my high school counselor, Ms. Stewart, and the football program, which was a really great football program in Artesia, New Mexico, that allowed me to use their facilities until I, you know, I, I got, I graduated. And uh, they helped me. And if it wasn't for those programs, I wouldn't have, you know, been able to succeed uh, in just getting into the Marine Corps in general. But so I understand that, like the function of it. So I view a lot of those kids in a similar spot. It's like, imagine if someone would have just reached out to them 
or imagine if someone didn't reach out to them, letting them know that. And so I, I see it, I see it more as like a, a, a like community, right? Giving back, like this is my way of giving back. Like I'm willing to do that. And I mean, it's a thankless job. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no one, <laughs> no one really, and I'm not, a, so like the students are like, oh, you're a teacher. I'm like, well, technically I'm a teacher now, now that I got like the certification, I teach mental health and biological interventions and whatnot. But it's like, it, it's a thankless job, you know? Uh, and I do, I basically, I do what the, what the teachers can't do, which is go talk to the parents, meet with the parents, translate for these people, and then bring back the information necessary. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a huge part of giving back. And it's, and to me, that's meaningful because you're actually, you have direct impact. And I've been with a, a group of kids now, several groups of kids. So the kids that I went with, like started working with initially were like sophomores, juniors, they all graduated. They're all in college now. They're all very successful. They're, they're living their lives. And I know I had a, you know, direct influence as a result of like, that was my, the work that I put into that, like that happened, that made that happen. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And uh, they reach out to me still, they, they thank me. And that's a, a feel good thing, right? I did something right. Um, and then now, you know, with this other group of kids in, in Pender County, like I'm seeing all the, the middle school kids that I was working with now entering and then moving up towards graduation. So I've, I literally watched these kids grow up and mm -hmm. it, it, it makes such a big difference having a consistent figure that they're able to go and find that's gonna, you know, that could just level with them. That's gonna understand their situation. So I think that's the, the upside of that too. Um, I mean, really what kind of like drives me too is the fact that I have a son now, which is, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a weird thing for me. Like, it's just a weird thing. Like if being a father is a weird thing. And uh, it's hard. <laughs> it is and i don't like i don't think i'm like the best father like you know what i'm saying i i try to live up to what that looks like um i you know i have a lot of projects um i see things in in the future that need, like shit needs to be done now and so it's very difficult and i see what the future can can be if we don't get our fucking shit together and i don't want that for my son and so it like, it brings it all back together. And I was like, all right, if I'm not putting out, trying to better the school system somehow, because that's where mm -hmm. my son's going to be at the next, you know, few years, then I'm not doing my part. And, and that's, an, that's another thing is like, you know, I love my dad. I have a great relationship with my dad now, but it's like, he wasn't around like that. And now I'm around. I can do that now. I can have a direct say in how these systems work. And how you know his life can be better and those kids' lives can be better. And I mean, it all comes back. And I do feel that. I do feel that like it's almost like a an immortality project, right? It's like you're it's nothing like the Marine Corps, right? You're not you're going out and taking down Taliban strongholds or anything, but the level of intimacy, the silver linings that you find, the small victories in the day. Um, all triumph over all the bullshit um, and some of those yeah there's like a like I had to deal with like those kids man like I think one one day I did a home visit trying to track down this kid he's 
15 years old. He's drunk off of three bottles of tequila, cussing at his mom and dad, uh, mom and grandma, just a broken down house. And is just threatening me, trying to like beat me up. I'm like, dude, I am here just to locate you. Make sure you're all right. I'm not your enemy. You know, we're here to reach, I'm here to reach out to you. And it's, and unfortunately, it's one of those students that, you know, I, no one could break through. Uh, they were like far gone. And I don't know what the future holds. And sadly, you know, like dad's special forces, not in his life. He's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow. Like, anyway, he's trying to fill in a void anyway. So it's like, I understand that kind of stuff. But I, I do feel the same way, man. I just, <clears throat> I hate, sometimes I just hate, I hate having to deal with all the bad situations. Like that's that seems like what I deal with all the time. Like I'm like the last resort, and then I got to go deal with these crazy situations. And <clears throat> but it's good being around. Like you know, the kids will like at lunchtime they'll they'll wave or they'll smile, and uh, like you know that they know like everything's good. Mm-hmm. like like everything's good he's there i'm you know or and, and they'll even come up to you like i didn't see you the past two days where you been like why weren't you here and then i tell them you know i had to go do this and, and they're like okay and, and they're like oh, yeah. they'll come up and they'll find you and they'll be like where were you i didn't see you uh and it's just like because they've attached themselves to you uh somewhere i don't know if any of that shit's making sense but no dude well, i mean you gotta you gotta you gotta think if a kid's coming from a from a home without a father figure maybe or or someone that he feels can protect him at home when he's at school if you fill that role for him he probably depends on you being there you know Mm -hmm. what i mean he probably likes you for that reason he's like look at this guy you know look at this big jacked up you know (laughs) you know what i mean that's willing to throw down for me i i i feel safe because he's over there you know what i mean so that makes sense oh yeah man when uh when I was in the hospital, my email was just blowing up. <laughs> Mr. Laney, I hope you're doing all right. I heard you were in the hospital. Coach Laney, uh, hurry up and get back here. Yeah. We miss you. Like, Because I was out. I mean, I was out the 10 days for my quarantine, and then uh, I was in the hospital for six days, and then I spent another five days uh, at home just recovering because I couldn't, I couldn't really move with the oxygen tank. And then – I still took it slow as I was coming back, but hey, we miss you. <laughs> like, you guys hate me when I'm there. Yeah, nah, you miss me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, you, you sit there and complain when I'm when I'm in class, but but now you miss. Me. Well, and I think that's a big thing too, just about like school in general. It's similar to the Marine Corps, right? It's just that, and like you were talking about kids being on their phones and just how bad that is, like. I agree a hundred percent because if you're not a like everybody, well, most people hate it, school, right? They hate it being mm-hmm. school, but they loved being there because they were with their friends. Yeah, right? you were able to communicate with people. And it's the same thing like the Marine Corps, you know. And if you and if you just I, I think that's why I'm just so fond of like things like that, like the Marine Corps, because it's a big group thing. Like I like being a part of a group, like a team player yeah. and everything. And that was what school was for me too. Like my friends were there. So I'm like, okay, we're doing this together. We're in class together. Like I hate this class, but my buddy's here doing it too. So I got to do it. You know what I mean? I got to try to do a good job too. Right. 
And, and I think like kids that are just so absorbed in, in everything else, that's not in the present moment, they're going to miss out on like all of those good times and memories that you have from school, from being in school, mm-hmm. you know, we all have them. And, and yeah, that just sucks. Like you're on your phone. You're not, like you say, you're not reading, you're texting broken English, F-R-F-R, and then you speak that way to people, for real, for real, on God, yeah. and stuff, yeah. and it's like, dude, this is ignorant, okay? Like, we, we, need, to, we you know, need to stop. A real good way to get that to stop, uh, in my classroom, I'll just start talking like that. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it, I got it. Dude, or, yeah. or someone will someone <laughs> lie, and I'll be like, I'll be like, for real. No, he's capping right now. He's capping. Yeah, he's really, capping. capping. <laughs> oh, that's and they'll, they'll stop what they're doing and they'll look at me and they're like, no, coach. No. <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys talk like it, so why can't I? Dude, you know what's insane? As I saw the <laughs> other day, the, the Marines Instagram page, like the official oh. Instagram page, makes this – I'm not talking about the last month stuff. I'm <laughs> – they made they made this dude they made this freaking machine gun edit right these dudes are on a 240 or whatever i think it's still the 246 coming up with a new machine gun for them but they're they got this dude behind a 240 just ripping belts and they have uh little baby the oh rapper there's an edit into the background of this like machine it's the sexiest little machine gun clip you know what i mean it just makes it look yeah, really yeah. nice and i'm like this is this is serious this is the marine corps <laughs> making a um edit with a, a tiktok yeah but it was like on their page i'm like this is how they're advertising this i'm like what is going on i like like don't get me wrong i like little baby and everything he's fine he's a good rapper but I'm like, this is just crazy to see. You gotta, you gotta, they have to adapt. You gotta hit, yeah. yeah, you got to adapt and overcome. You gotta, you and gotta, I'm just like, these dudes, if you joined the Marine Corps based on this edit right here <laughs> with machine guns and little baby, you were, if that's what gets you in there, you're going to hate your life yep. because it uh, is look, nothing like that, dude. I had the lava monster. All right. It was the lava monster right. for me. Uh, yeah, you but you, you knew you were slaying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was getting ready to go do. Like these dudes uh, think they're going to be in the field with some AirPods and bumping little baby while they're ripping machine gun belts. <laughs> and they might be. Yeah. And they might be, dude. Who knows? You know hey, you never know. But like my boy, uh, he was a two. He was a two two when they they ripped uh, ripped us. Right. So he he stayed in. He went fast company. He went out to like one seven and twenty nine palms. Was out there as staff nco for a while now he's back here at soi and he's he's doing mct and he said bro it is the worst <laughs> it's so bad these kids that are coming in and he's like i just don't understand like what the hell's going through their heads uh and they're 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 worthless i'm like oh well i mean there's no war they uh, recently came out with another doc, uh, publication about how um, youth are too overweight to now join. So they're making waivers for them to join. And then now, I think there was the Army maybe about several months ago or a few months ago where they were like, we're letting people in now with uh, no GED or, yeah, no GED. I think GED. it was the Army, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so this goes back to 2017 whenever they so i can't remember the company that did it but they did a huge analysis and they found that 70 percent of like 34 million youth between the ages of like 19 to 24 or 16 to 24 were too overweight too obese and had too many health conditions to serve in any type of capacity okay <clears throat> well i mean we don't really have a large military, so to say. Um, and to this, the wars have gotten a lot smaller. And I don't, and honestly, so this is, so this is just me, my opinion. I don't think we're gonna commit ground troops to a fight with China. There's just no way, it's too high tech. Um, yeah. That would be disastrous. Um, I think, in my opinion, like that would be just be disastrous. Like, so I don't suspect that maybe, maybe the boys at, you know, the SOC, you know, are going to go out there and do the Lord's work, but conventional forces or just regular forces, no, it's going to be a high tech war. It's, it has to got, be. Plus China's got over a billion people that, you know, have to do what their, their country tells them to do. So, I mean. Yeah, that is the other. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, you know, the other part too is like, so I got that certification recently and it's basically designed, uh, it's, a, it's a biological intervention, right? So basically uh, through this thing called the wellness skills and through tracking, right? So tracking is, is basically uh, reading the body sensation. So our nervous system, um, we read that, we read our nervous system through tracking sensations. Um, <clears throat> and I think I've given a, a several examples or the same example of many podcasts where I conditioned myself every time I left my house, I was always in fight mode because that's how I was, you know, every, in the Marine Corps, every time you left the wire, it, it's fight mode time, right? So my body was just boom, like through the roof, I come back from like going to Harris Teeter or like some freaking store and I'm just like tired and like just like what the fuck is going on anyway uh so I needed I needed an intervention in order to stop the stop that algorithm to stop that that fight or flight that stress activation and so for me it was taking a pause thinking about what I was about to go do and then saying to myself hey man <laughs> you're not gonna go and fight you're not going to go engage an enemy, right? You're not, you know, you could, it could happen, but it doesn't have to be that way. And then, you know, with, with PTSD uh, therapy, like EMDR, and then finding little like ways to like calm myself down. I wasn't as tired coming back from the store. I wasn't as activated. I was still very much aware, but it wasn't like my body was getting taken over by my, my stress activation response. So mm -hmm. I was able to use, uh, my own body by tracking, finding a resource which allowed me to understand the good parts in my body or like the, the things that made me a little bit um, that basically like stopped that activation from happening. And then I was able to focus. And, and that's the thing is that over time, our bodies are designed, they, they basically create this algorithm. So it's heuristics, right? So you fucking conditioning yourself to do a certain thing, five years down the road, you're deteriorating, you're falling apart, 
It's because you've over-maximized your adrenal glands, you've over-maximized your, your stress activation response, and you're conditioning, you've conditioned yourself to the point where now you, you're literally having to do medical procedures to undo all that. And that's what that certification allows me to go do is it allows me to teach giant workshops at an extensive, you know, and thorough way where people can develop their own uh, skill sets to have those biological interventions. And basically it comes down to trauma-informed practices, right? We're, we're moving from the conventional view to the resiliency-informed view, meaning the conventional view is what's wrong with you. The trauma-informed view is, you know, what happened to you. But the resiliency view, informed view is, you know, what's right with you. And that's what we need to start focusing on is like, what's right with you know, what's right with Brian Laney? What's right with Polly? Let's focus on mm-hmm. that now and let's build that up. And then that allows you to have a resource to, to either one, stop the, the biological hijack of your stress response so that you're not killing yourself over time. And so, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be able to go to any organization, any school district, anywhere to teach this to specific demographics. And that's what I've been doing is trying to break that down to the school system, because I'm gonna be doing this in the school systems and then also the veteran demographic, because a lot of the studies came from um, the this, this study of, of veterans, uh, Bessel van der Kolk. Uh, all these guys created, uh, I guess the, um, it was called the somatic experiences. So um, like I said, we've conditioned ourselves to, to be a certain way. And while it is survival, it's a natural thing, right? We do this because we have to survive. Um, it's it's not conducive to the way we live today. So we mm-hmm. have to essentially retrain ourselves to 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 essentially stop that process. And and overall, you know, <clears throat> like I practice, I've been practicing this stuff since like 2019 because you know I had you know my 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 brain chemistry was jacked up, and it does work. Um, and I think when when you have educators, when you have our demographic, uh, and even when you have the kids um, understanding their own biology, right? Because that's what it is, study their own biology and they understand how the autonomic nervous system works. They understand the intricacies of that and how they could stop that. Then we can get to a point where we're actually educating again, rather than, you know, just putting band-aids or basically recycling trauma because that's what I, I see in the school districts mm-hmm. across not everyone does it but for the majority of it it's like we recycled the trauma and these kids they never bounce out of that so it's like I think this is going to be at least for me in, in the area that I work in it's gonna it's gonna help um curb all that and we're gonna see some good outcomes and then I plan to do it you know with with this stuff too um I really do think that it's only it's 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 a it's a force multiplier. It's only going to enhance your quality of life, and then you're you know if you're like me and you know you still want to remain lethal, you know, for you know the remainder of your life, this is the way to do it. Hoorah. Yeah, kill. <laughs> Stay deadly, baby. Um, no, I Bro, like you, that. Hold on. Hold on. Do you guys find yourself randomly, like if you're in a meeting at work and, you know, you got your boss, they're, they're telling you something in a meeting and at the end you're like, er. 
Yeah, yeah. Jose likes to say kill all the time, but brain not a good thing to do in school. My linebackers, all right, we break down. All right, when my linebackers break down, it's uh, kill squad, kill squad on three. So I tell them, like, you guys are, you guys have to be the baddest dudes on the field, man. Dude, how do you explain, (laughs) how do you explain your job? to these kids are like, what did you do in the military? And I'm like, I said, you know, uh, <laughs> I was trained to just kill people. I said, there's no sugar coat in it. I mean, that's literally <laughs> what it was. <laughs> it's awkward when the middle school kids ask it. I'm just like, Oh, I don't, it's hard, bro. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, I, like, I was a rifleman. Uh, we were, well, what does that do? What does that mean? Yeah. You were, the mission of the Marine Corps riflemen was to close with the enemy and destroy in what close combat? Is that what it was? Something like that. Like, Some of that kill people. <laughs> that, dude, I think that is one of the most awkward conversations to have with yep. kids. Um, and what did yep. you do in the military? They look at you funny. Yeah, and they no look way. at you really funny. Like, why Some would of them... anyone? Why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> yeah, dude. And they're like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, well, I'll show you a picture. And then I'll show them a picture. And they're like, that was you. And I'm like, well, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. You, you know, high schoolers, they really, uh, they actually, maybe it's, they just like to know their teachers a little more on a personal level. But I use, uh, I use this thing called classroom screen every morning, which allows me to put a different background up. And like, I'll, I'll put random pictures up there. I think I put a picture of, uh, remember when we had to walk around with all of our gear on, um, because they were shooting up in the air. Oh, at PB Hassanabad? Yeah. Well, we had to have everything on. Yeah. That's uh, what Shim, I, Shim. <laughs> I have a, I have a picture of like me and Shrek and we had the stupid deployment stashes and I, I'll, I'll throw that up on my board. So they'll ask questions about that. I have uh, I have a picture that the combat camera guys took of me in Iraq that I was in some magazine that I had no idea I was in. I'll throw that. What <laughs> like, is it? Is so, it just like a TV monitor or something on the wall? Uh, so, so like my projector. Oh, okay. Um, but there's a website called Classroom Screen. Right. Uh, and it, it like... It allows me to put text boxes up gotcha, gotcha. And, and like all this other stuff, but it, it gives you the opportunity to put background pictures up. So like I'll do if during the football season, I put football pictures up. Yeah. Uh, I'll put like a picture of my wife and me. I'll put pictures of my kids. Does, does it just stay up all day? It just stays up. on the Yeah. Board. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll freeze, I'll freeze my screen. Right. Uh, and, and that'll be what's projected up on, on my board. It's just a, a tool that I use in my classroom. I mean, other yeah. teachers might use something else. I don't know, but you you find. Do they like different... your big quaff and mullet? You got a mullet too, Bro. right? Bro. <laughs> wow, dude! It's yeah, not it's a mullet. It's, not, yeah. it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's a. They love it. Our our first game. Our first game is in uh, two weeks. And I'm gonna do something exciting, I think, with my yeah. hair. My wife's last year, uh, well, 
when I first did it, we, we did, uh, we did the wild thing haircut. Right. So I, I had all this in the back, but then we did like lines coming up. Yeah, that's, that's, like the, that's like the East Bound and Down. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Danny McBride. Danny, Danny McBride. <laughs> anyway, anything, anything to get the kids to engage, man. Uh, your I tattoos. I bet your tattoos get my tattoos uh, are easily the number one thing, um, and I'm. I want to know, like, for a fact, but. I tell everybody, like, I'm trying to be the most tattooed teacher in North Carolina. And I said, I'm pretty sure, like, right now, I think I might be, but I need to know, like, 100% if I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I got to go uh, two weeks, I go uh, to get some more work done on my leg. So hopefully that'll be, it's turning out freaking awesome. I, I'm, pretty yeah, that's your with, that's your yeah i've been seeing this you post that that's like it's all yeah. military stuff or mostly yeah so uh it's all all two-way related all military related um okay. the the actual like bottom part is a picture of me doc kellogg took it in mm. uh iraq um it was like a black and gray picture there's the actual picture there's a little girl standing next to me like with this crazy face while I'm not doing a radio check. Right. Um, and then I had the two eight logo right above that breaking through uh, a wall. And then on the back of my leg, I had, a, had him do a Fox yeah. coming out, which uh, I posted it on a, on a website, a tattoo website. And a guy commented up there. He's like, I really like the, the Fox uh, company idea that you had in the back i was in two six box oh, he really? said that was a he i was like you know a lot of people don't understand the, <laughs> they're the like why you got a fox? Yeah. <laughs> but nah, cool. but that but that group you know our group yeah. knows what it means uh and then i did uh coming up my leg i did battle of bella wood uh which was what i wanted <laughs> uh, yeah the yeah, next session know. 1918 was a good year. <laughs> yeah. The next session is going to be going to going to jump, I guess, in time. Uh, so I'm, I found a picture of like a squad with helicopters flying over top of them. So I'm going to, that's going to be coming up my leg. Cool. So. Sick. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that when, uh, when we were at um, on base 2021, for memorial day um we were like walking around the the company office and like looking in all and they have like each company has like a mural kind of painted as their logo it's not yeah. just like the two eight and like echo company was sick it was like some yeah it was some like uh reaper like horseman type dude i think but the fox company one was pretty cool too it's like half of it was a fox's face or something like mm -hmm. a, i don't know i had one of the guys that was there text me like pictures of all the the um he said because they because they said like each company has their own or they let them paint it on the wall in there it was pretty sick they also had a fox belt in there though I think that's why did we have that fox belt oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. uh but it was way the the drawing on fox company's wall now is way cooler than the uh fox that they put on our, our those t-shirts the uh, the coyote fox 
Look more like a coyote. <laughs> coyote holding the yeah. holding the M4. <laughs> it's the same thing, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You know. I think weren't you asking for the the logo of that? I still got to take a picture of that. I think weren't you asking me? What somebody was somebody was asking for the logo of the old Fox Company shirt. The one that I think Dayton is the one that drew that. I don't. So what? You talking about that one, the Iraq one? Yeah, that was six oh seven. What need? What needs to happen is uh, we need to have the front tours enemy with the semper kill on the bottom like uh the yeah there original. was a discussion i think i was involved with at one point where we were talking about like getting like images of all the old shirts that if people want to buy and just like have them remade like someone yeah redo the graphic those, like those the same the way ones to find yeah because every and everybody's you know sized up most yeah, likely, you know. I have I have mine, my original one, but it's a medium, so it fit me. Except for shoe, yeah. I hope I hope LeBlanc shoe is listening to this because he he will fit into them little shirts, man. I'm like, dude, we need to get you a bigger shirt. He's like, no, no. He's like, it's motivation for me, dude. It's because when he rides his motorcycle, it doesn't flap in the wind. Oh, it doesn't chap his nipples. That man is a stud, dude. Uh, uh, he's the best. What actually, what we do need to do is uh, get some more of the original "Hate Keeps Me Warm" shirts done because mine is oh, mine the black, has the yeah. black and red ones. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because mine's that. about about gone. Kids ask me what that is all the time too. Because <laughs> stack like, bodies, because it says stack <laughs> bodies. I don't. I, I don't wear. <laughs> I don't wear that shirt uh, to school. Yeah, that's just right. because you know there's. I, I do try to avoid you know wearing something that has rifles on it. Right. Um, but no, they'll see like my license plate and it's HKMW. And, oh, what's that mean? Uh, well, here's a clip from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Red Dawn, <laughs> or I'll be like, oh, it's tattooed right here across my, <laughs> my chest. Be like, oh, all right. okay. Are you, are you all right? Yeah, are yeah. You all right, Mister Lane. That's a that's a strange thing to have tattooed on you, Coach Laney. Yeah. Well. Do, do, you, do you guys do you guys get any uh, active shooter training out there, dude? Uh, we do lockdown drills. Um, oh man, that's I, like the worst you can do. Yeah, and every time the kids are like. I'm going to jump out this window in your classroom. Uh, I said to the courtyard that you can't then can't go anywhere. I said, why would you do that? Push yourselves back against this wall. So like my, my classroom, uh, the door opens, but there's probably about a three and a half foot section of wall. So the door opens into the wall and then there's a three so as you come in, you can't just see right into the classroom. You have to come around a little wall. So I've already like played out any sort of scenario in my head. So I'm like, all right, well, whoever's coming in probably wouldn't be trained properly to clear a room. So I'm going to stand right here at the edge of this wall because if they come in, they have a rifle, it's going to pop out before they pop out, you know, 
grab the, the barrel, push it down, go to town. Or I have like weapons of opportunity set up in my classroom. Kids ask me what that means all the time. Like anything can be a weapon when you need it. So when my anyone is <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that is my that is my plan. Um, you know, keep kids safe, whatever. But I'm yeah. like, why would you leave my classroom? Out of anybody's classroom, why would you leave mine? Yeah, you're like uh, in the safest place. You know, and the dude next to me that teaches <laughs> with me, uh, in the same department, he coaches with me. He's actually a uh, retired army veteran. So I mean, why would you leave our area? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I've I've raised concerns about my room. So in the back corner, I have a another door that we call it the Underground Railroad because it leads you right to the library. And that door has no lock on it. Mm -hmm. So like the first thing I said is that door is not locked. I can't lock it. The only thing I can do is try to barricade it. But, you know, and I was told that in a lockdown, the, the library doors are locked. And then all the office doors to my classroom, to that door are also locked. But yeah, I definitely uh, brought up that doorway. So barricade that door, watch the front door, tell everybody to shut up, stay off their phones, you know, don't go jumping out the window. That's that's my plan. Hit them with a hit them with a chair. I don't know. Yeah, um, I have a solution. I mean, I, I've I've talked to uh, some sheriffs, and I've told them my idea and I, I really think that it could work if if it was you know pushed through and people got on board with it but uh take you know if, if you have teachers that are willing to do it maybe give them a stipend maybe you know give them a little extra pay uh send them through blet during the summer uh because it's like a six-month program in the summer once they graduate from that program they are a certified police officer in the state of north carolina uh, then the sheriff's department of the school district that they work in hires them because sheriffs can hire anybody. They don't even have to be certified. So now you are not only a certified teacher, you are a certified law enforcement officer, which gives you the right to carry a firearm in school. It gives more support to a resource officer, uh, in the school. Cause now there's not just one resource officer dealing with everything you are now also a first responder you're also a police officer so you're trained in these things like you know i think that that alleviates the argument of you can't just give a teacher a, a concealed carry and let them carry in the school you know because yeah. i wouldn't trust uh, there's there's plenty of teachers i would not trust in my building to carry or even be responsible enough to have it uh, secured yeah. properly yeah um so, I mean, I don't know, I don't know why that wouldn't take off. I mean, that makes the most sense out of anything. I, I think in, I think because there's a split, there would be a lot more. I think the idea of the fact that teachers have to carry is like so absurd. It's so yeah. absurd to these people that it's like, no, it shouldn't have but to be that way. So they're going to try some like diplomatic solution to but when you think about it man when you when you really think about it our schools are are the least 
secured buildings in the country. They're the oh. easiest targets. I mean, uh, there's blind spots where cameras can't see in, in, in a lot of buildings. Uh, the school that I used to teach at was built in 1951 and it's still standing. So, I mean, that building can't be secure at all. The school that I'm in now was built in the 70s and it's, it's, uh, there's doors that just pop open. There's, there's entrances that you can get in and sneak in. And then on top of that, you know, uh, there's 900 and something kids. And if you're trying to watch cameras or, I mean, me, I'm in the hallways all the time. I know a lot of kids because I coach, know a lot of kids because I teach. And there's kids that walk by me that I've never seen before. So, I mean, how do I know if that person is, uh, is part of the yeah. school or not? Like uh, the other school is that they actually used to send uh, people into the school, like as a training scenario to see if anybody would say anything. Cause you're supposed to have a visitor's ID. <laughs> they don't. And it was always, <laughs> it was always me being like, who are you? <laughs> why are you in my hallway i've never seen you before uh you don't have visitors pass go to the office i'll walk you to the office let's go <laughs> but it was, you know yeah. but they would walk by four other teachers before that even happened and now i'm in a bigger school and there's there's adults that i have no idea who they are so it's like how do we what what is the actual solution to this yeah. yeah, I have a, an electronic badge that I wear. I always have it on. I look dumb, too, because it's like I got like this blue, you know, necklace thing with my badge on it. <laughs> Just, dude, the last thing I need is someone be like, who is this guy? And I'd be like, you know, anyway. Um, what the heck? Oh, so nice. oh, dude, one day we had a situation where there was a bomb threat. But here's the thing. No, no adult knew it was a bomb threat. What happened was students like in droves were getting picked up by the parents. <laughs> and it wasn't until like midday where like finally everyone started noticing like, where are all the students and why is everyone getting checked out? It's because there was a bomb threat that had been sent through and the kids were like, I'm out. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with it. I was just like, yo, like, so the entire day we were just like, I mean, something was up, dude. You knew something yeah. was up, but it was just like, I didn't know, like, and they didn't tell us till like the following day, like, oh yeah, there was a bomb threat, you know? And these, like... these kids that do the bomb threats are, <laughs> are dumb because they get caught like immediately with all the technology and everything. It's so they snap easy it. to track. They, they yeah, snap it, it. It's so easy to track who did it and where you are and you're going to get caught. I mean, you're, you're just dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's hard to be a criminal these days. Yeah. I actually don't think it's hard to be a criminal. It's just hard to not get caught. There's so much. Well, well they have to easy they've money. Been dealing, yeah, they've been dealing a lot with a lot of copycat situations. So if it happens in one school, um, that happened with, I think it was a bomb threat too. It was like one bomb threat, one school, and then another school like near the coast, and then it trickled down where several schools all at once as a result of that situation um, ended up, you know, having to shut down the school. So it's like, I'd there's rather, like a lot of copycat situations like that. I'd rather just deal with, you know, walking in and 
catching kids smoking pot in the bathroom. Yeah. And <laughs> and we deal easy. with that too. Um, yeah. Kids vaping Delta Eight. Mm. Oh, I don't even know what Delta Eight is. Yeah, That's what fun. is that? I see that <laughs> sign. Serious. I see that sign everywhere. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a chemical. It's close to THC, but it's not. It gives you the same effects, but it's not. Is it so like spice? It's, it's, yeah, it's spice. like a chemical. Dude, yeah. dude. I mean, it, they, you can eat it in gummies. You can smoke it. Ugh. But the kids that like never, this is what they're doing. They'll get it in a vape. They'll go to the bathroom. They'll vape. And because the kid has never been high or ever vape. Dude, they, I mean, they have like a DMT type situation where they're having like a bad trip. Oh, yeah, and kids go into a seizure. Out. Yeah, kids go into a seizure because of it. Yeah, what they, is yeah. it? Is it is it just a chemical, or is it like actually like, like natural? It's like a gummy. It's like a gummy. It's actually bad for you. It's actually worse than actual THC. Like the way the like chemical composition is made gives okay. you the exact same you know hit that a gummy would, calms you down and stuff. But it's like really bad for you. Uh, the way that they make it. You gotta, man. I tell these kids all the time, like <clears throat> people are putting crazy stuff and everything, like fentanyl. Oh. You, you you can't you can't trust where you're getting that vape from or where you're getting your pot from or one one little <clears throat> hit of fentanyl and you could die. I said, you're gonna take that risk. I said, I don't need to walk in the bathroom and see you dead because you just overdosed because you you wanted to hit a vape in school. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're also like, sharing the bait too, which is yeah, another. Yeah, that, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to, you want to <laughs> die or get monkeypox, dude? Like, <laughs> monkeypox. That's not. Monkey <laughs> I don't know how you get monkeypox. I'm still not sure. No, that is. It's not it, what you it? think. I mean, <laughs> well, it is also what you think, but there, I guess, it can be spread. You know, they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to say that it's not not evolving but you can like get right. droplets and yeah don't get monkey pox but don't no or covid or any flu the flu that one's bad still yeah don't hit somebody's <laughs> delta eight pin all right <laughs> dude please <laughs> this br- <laughs> all i can think of in my head is uh lawrence taylor and the water boy when he's talking to the kids, this brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> Dude, you know, like I just read something though. Um, I think it's like the number one uh killer from ages twenty to forty or something is is fentanyl or opium. I believe in, it, man. In the US right now. It's like the number it. number one from twenty to forty or twenty to fifty, whatever it was. I pulled up uh, an article because I caught some kids vaping in the bathroom. I was like here you go. If you don't believe me, like this literally just happened in Pennsylvania. Four kids overdosed. Uh, they had a, it was just a vape pen and somebody wow. slipped some fentanyl in it. And all four of them shared it. All four of them overdosed. Uh, mm. Luckily, they didn't die, but they still all OD'd. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, just the, and we didn't even know what that, that stuff was in 09. You know, our corpsman had the, the, the fentanyl pops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lollipops is what we call them. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when I, I thought I had appendicitis, so they gave me some morphine when I went to the hospital a couple of years ago. I don't know how people do it, man. Like, 
that was terrifying. That was more terrifying <laughs> than uh, thinking that my appendix was going to burst. Was, was when that morphine? Up. Oh man, it was like yeah, instant he... too. She said, "She said, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the morphine in your IV." She said, "You're gonna feel it instantly. It's gonna feel like someone's standing on your chest." It felt like I, it felt like I had an elephant standing on my chest, and I didn't. I was like, I freaked out because I, I just didn't like the feeling of it. I was like, nope. I don't know how people do drugs, but I couldn't do this. I tripped out, dude. Like some of these people, like they're literally in the street, like asleep. Yeah. I'm just like, man, dude. Yeah, dude. There's some crazy videos out there of people like I don't even know if it's just like heroin or opium, but they're they're acting like zombies out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, like, Mark was the one that said he sent yeah. a link a while back. These people, like, I think it's up in Jersey or somewhere. And there's like this whole area, this block or two of these like, homeless zombies. people. Yeah, dude. It's scary. I think it's it was crazy. Baltimore. It Maybe was Baltimore. It was. I think it, yeah, I think you're right. Um, anyway, yeah, the point drugs are bad. You drugs know? are bad. Don't do drugs. Take it from us. Yeah. <laughs> so you got All anything right. else you want to wrap this thing up or you got any anything you want to add coach man how far are you from how far are you from greenville oh, like a couple I'm, hours yeah i'm north of charlotte i don't I'm, i don't think i've ever actually been to green greenville a couple hours are you like probably, probably are you like mooresville yeah i think that was like three and a half or something like that I I was gonna say you guys should come out catch a game. Yeah, we got cool. a game. I mean, if I'm ever not working, that's that's we do uh we do a military appreciation night. I don't need appreciation, man. Hey, look, you guys just you know, talk let to me. me and... Let me appreciate you, Polly. I don't think they. I don't think they do anything <laughs> Wait, other than all right. Other, but... <laughs> I don't think they do anything other than uh, let you in the game for free. But hey, no hot dog. I don't know. No yeah, no hot dog. I, I'm on the sideline, so I don't know. I get to <laughs> wear. I wear my. Uh, I wear that shirt that Polly's got on right now. That's what I wear for military appreciation day. <laughs> I need. I, dude, I was it. so upset that they didn't have my size. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Think yeah, they don't get none. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of skimping on the merch, but you know, it's how <laughs> it goes sometimes. I was getting Wu Tang <laughs> uh, I'm going to see Wu Tang on September 17th. Right. That's cool. That's oh, awesome. I did. I did awesome. see they were touring. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. They're they're gonna be in uh, Raleigh. Uh, but no, man. I, I like what you guys are doing. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know. I, I, I've said it a million times to, to other people, like, you know, you, you go so long without seeing somebody or, or whatever. And it's like, we can just pick up like it, we never had this uh, absence from each other. You know what I mean? Like go 10 years without seeing each other, talking to each other. And, yeah, for real. Like, especially, especially like when you, if you if people do have the opportunity to make it out and meet up you know like mm -hmm. on base like that when you really see somebody you can feel you know you can feel it when you're around them. oh yeah 
Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's it's a weird. Well, I don't. It's not weird. It makes sense, but it's just it's kind of <laughs> crazy how that, you know. But yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's all good, man. Appreciate you chatting it up with us, though. Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys having me on your uh, super cool podcast. Hey. <laughs> if you want to come back on too, man, um, you're you're always welcome to come back on, and you know you want to talk about something different um, or anything like that. Yeah, whenever you guys want me up here, I'll do it. Yeah, maybe if you guys win a championship, we can get a season recap or something. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Ho- yeah ho- I, hopefully, your students I, or somebody, you know, hopefully they they listen to this and realize how cool of a guy you are. If they don't already think that, I mean, you know, if they don't think I'm a cool guy, whatever. This will change it. <laughs> this will change. <laughs> Man, Coach Lady's an asshole. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Good stuff, brother. Take care.